Hello and welcome to the Sean Street Experience. In this weekly podcast, I'll be sharing my philosophies on life, on personal growth, and on pretty much any other topic that I think is worthy of discussion. I'm going to be looking hard to find interesting people to speak to and interesting topics to talk about, so I hope that you get something out of each and every episode. Welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here listening. Let's get into it right now. Hey, and welcome to this week's episode of the Sean Street Experience. This week I'm chatting to a really good friend of mine named Adam. Adam installs solar panels in New South Wales, but I met Adam through the Life Coaching College. We've done some NLP training together. And he and I have had some amazing conversations over the time that we've known each other. So I thought it would be nice to introduce you to Adam and just have a listen to a conversation that we had the other day. We started talking mostly about self-worth, and a couple of things, but the conversation kind of went in a few different directions. And and for me, it was a really valuable conversation and some really cool things came out of it, even though it kind of jumped around a little bit. So I'm going to leave it pretty much as it was without doing a huge amount of editing on it, just so that you can kind of follow us on our little journey that we took in our conversation. There's some really cool stuff that came out of it. Adam's a great guy. He's got a hell of a laugh on him. He's got a great sense of humor. And he's a really cool and easy guy to talk to and to listen to. So I hope you enjoy this conversation that I had with Adam. I did. I know he did. And I hope you do as well. So let's get into that now. Here I am today with my good friend, Adam Bennett, who's based in Sydney. We're just going to have a little bit of a chat about things and see where we go. So welcome to the show, Adam. I'm glad to have you here. Hey, Sean. Thank you so much for having me, mate. I appreciate it. Awesome. Let's get into it. So, mate. One of the things that I talked about when I first started this podcast was talking about changing habits and changing the way where we do things, when we do things kind of on an automatic basis, where it just kind of happens. What do you think about that? Mindful or in the moment, in the situation, how easy it is just to follow a, an old pathway and then beat yourself up in the present for it without any kind of realisation why you're doing it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? One of the little notes I've got back here is about exactly that. Hmm. I talk about we live our lives on autopilot. We just go through the motions and our days, months and years, months and years just fly by. I love and that. I think that's a problem. Yeah. I like so, in, in adding to that, two, two things that stop us from doing what we're doing are, are to do what we maybe want to do if we've set that as a goal, but fear and procrastination. Yeah. So what do yeah. we create in the way of ourselves to be able to procrastinate and feel okay about it, you know? And that's when you sort of notice the shake-up is when procrastination is no longer a, an option, is when we become frustrated or what we think is like rock bottom, which is actually just the start of what is going to be the most beautiful part of our life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we, I think we, the way we are built, I think the way we are built is that we always look for the easiest option, the most energy-efficient option. Yeah. Which is why we develop these habits and patterns 
so that we can do it automatically without thinking about it. And that's what I'm talking about there when I talk about this state that most of us are in because we are just going through the motions. Oh, totally. But yeah. we've created those yeah. states, right? Yeah. So there is yeah. definitely a, a chance to recreate a state. That path of the least resistance is usually just the subconscious and how it, the programs we've, we've allowed ourselves to be taught. So, yeah, that's cool. Yep. Yeah. Um, what are some methods to get away from that? I love what I just did then was scary, to be honest, the yeah. the um, the Disney method. Mm. So talking to the dreamer and then the the, uh, the storyboard and then the critic and then going back to the dreamer and just, you know, getting around in a circle and, and bringing those like, you know, looking up, looking ahead and looking down and all that sort of stuff, just, just actually finding out what that reality actually looks like and changing what we think is, I don't know what it was. It was really strange. It was really vulnerable. <laughs> I was sitting there going, yeah. what a piece of shit. But then I was like, what are you here for? <laughs> That's not what the critical thing is meant to be doing. <laughs> Stop. So, so what, was, what, was the, what was the reason you were talking about that? What was the topic? Me. Neat. Yeah. So I bought a book because I'm stuck at the moment, Sean. I'm in a really horrible right. place, to be honest. So the question was, what do I want to do to change it? <laughs> the answer being, I'm confused. And that's a really nice way to keep things exactly as they are. Yeah. Um, but, you know, tapping in a bit deeper than that and trusting and allowing people to sort of investigate that. Okay. Lady, let's Did talk about Let's talk about this online. I think we're gonna we've got some good shit here that we're just gonna be able to verbally. I've, I've been re- I've been recording for the last three minutes, so lovely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and this 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 feeds into that whole cause or applause thing. I'm like, man, I don't want to say anything if someone can't clap. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> There's self worth one at one right there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So let me ask you this: Did you come up with any answers? Hell yeah. Okay, so what's the strategy moving forward? So originally, the, the the questions were around what it is what it is that I feel I'm sort of blocked in at the moment, you know. So I've kind of had a couple of days off work now because I've not been in a very good sort of mental state, but in more in making a choice for something better. So I allowed myself the time to realize that I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the you know the the common theme that keeps coming up there is obviously there's a little bit of what I like to call frustration, but it's more that you know that energy that is building up in in preparation for something that is change. You know, like so now not sitting in that frustration, thinking I have to do everything all at once. More, it's like sitting there, being a little bit calm, and asking myself more effective questions. But only when I'm ready to be asked those questions. Sometimes it is just sit back, breathe, mm. you're alive, it's okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, I think it's reasonably important that we, we show a little self-compassion at times and we don't, we don't beat ourselves up about the fact that we don't know where we're going just at the moment and let, give ourselves a little bit of slack to find yeah. that place where the answers start to come out. Totally. And, you know, dipping back into that subconscious thought, you know, there, there might be a, a limiting belief or a pattern or something that's been created at some time in my life for, at, for some reason. For some reason, it's keeping me safe, you know. So yeah. I think the frustration, I suppose, is bringing in that vulnerability and, and allowing yourself to, to feel those feelings and realizing, you know, in this case, self-worth to me is, is sort of speaking to my story at the moment because of choosing something different and yeah. 
I'm very fortunate in life that I'm quite good at a lot of different things. Very unfortunate that I keep choosing to do things that don't really serve my values. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> that's where my frustration comes from. And, you know, even this opportunity now to have a chat and be a little bit more playful about it instead of, mm-hmm. you know, sitting in a room by yourself going, what am I doing so wrong? <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So just for, the, just for the purpose of those who are listening to this podcast, how did you go about determining what your values are? Oh, a few different ways, actually. So it's been a quite a long process, but I was fortunate enough. I've got a very good friend of mine that is a psychologist, and we were just one Saturday afternoon, probably about four years ago. She just goes to me, let's do a value set. I was like, okay. So it was like 96 values on cards that were just um, rated from very important to important to not important. And basically just putting up eight at a time and then sorting them into categories and then re-going through, sorting those into categories until I got to eight sort of values, I suppose. Interestingly enough, I don't have that piece of paper, but it came back with like genuineness, honesty, self-acceptance, acceptance, growth, whereas I thought I was quite a superficial person. (laughs) So so it was quite a nice eye-opener for me to go, shit, I've got a heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then sort of fast forward a couple of years and, and it was more around uh, just sort of, I suppose, growing on that just in, in little exercise that I was doing just through different like through life coaching college or through working with other friends or just through sharing with other people, you know, just, just coming, to the, coming back to those and sort of reiterating that genuineness and, and self-acceptance like is, yeah. is high on the list, you know. So, understanding that I operate best when I'm like sitting there going what I'm saying is from the heart and that is okay which is quite a difficult thing to do you know especially if like for me it's always been a fitting in thing like I've never really fitted anywhere but I also fit in everywhere (laughs) so it's difficult you know determining that but yeah it's been like those sort of values have been sort of uh, I suppose you, you feel them you know them when you're when you're actually talking about something you value so yeah it's been a few exercises over the years but then also just like, you know, even today with the, the Disney method, coming back to that genuineness, yep. acceptance, yep. self-acceptance, understanding that, you know, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So when we're probably not operating true to our values, that may cause frustration, but usually it's just because there's a bit of a misalignment there. Trying to create value in something that we don't possibly have as a high-ranking value in our value set. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So you were saying before that you've had a history of being good at things but not necessarily good at things that match your values. Mm. So you, you so you carry that list of values through with you and, and apply it to things or you're just kind of running through life at the moment and you've just had this kind of light bulb go off and get about the values again? I have a light bulb go off every six months, which is fantastic. So I, get to, I get to readdress this at least twice a year, so it's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it's definitely – Definitely an ongoing process, but um, yeah, like certain things in your life, it's usually around sort of relationships or, or changing jobs or picking jobs or locations to live. Like I've been quite transient in my life, I suppose. Interesting seeing what sort of causes the biggest shakeup when I start asking these questions again about where do my values lie. But this most recent one has been a, a relationship breakup and yeah, it's just, you know, interesting how the same story plays out but in different scenarios due to it's just the same sort of things not being met, I suppose. As far as like doing things in life, like being a people pleaser, 
yeah. I very rarely ask myself, what do I actually like to do? And not because yeah. of everyone else not allowing me to ask that question. It's more just because I go, oh, what do they like doing? I might do that. <laughs> so yeah. It, yeah, it's, history of that myself. yeah, it's interesting, hey, because you kind of, it's not that I don't enjoy doing things that other people do, but then you're like, when you're sitting by yourself, you're like, the freaking hell do I like? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and you do get, you get that little bit of what about me yeah. type thing going through your head around again. Yeah, but it's like, yeah. you know, stepping away from that victim mentality and just kind of getting into the power side of it, which is like, you know, it's okay to ask yourself that question. <laughs> And, it, you know, I'm 34 now and I've been asking this question since I was 28 and I've not, like, the main thing that I know is I can feel when I'm moving towards something. Don't force it because, you know, it, it might take six years, it might take 26 years, but being mindful of being present is fantastic. Watch this really cool, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, it by Duncan Tressel, it's called Midnight Gospel. It's a cartoon about mindfulness and it's real crazy. Like, he's definitely into, like, you know, what do you call it, like uh, alternative methods for dealing with mental ailments, <laughs> which is my way of saying he loves psychedelics. But, <laughs> but it was called Midnight Gospel and his name's Duncan Trussell, T-R-U-S-S-E-L. It might be a double L, but you'll be able to find it for sure. Real crazy, but, you know, just a real a cartoon that kind of distracts your conscious mind and talks to your subconscious mind. It is just, it's... I've never seen anything like it. It's really good to be able to use something that's like visual and and like auditory and it just it just yeah, ticks all the boxes. Very outlandish, but deals with some very prominent issues today, but does it in a very retrospective way where it, you know, brings it back to everything in life, not just what we're dealing with right now. But he had this really cool exercise, you know. I'm I used to keep telling myself I've got a very short attention span. I don't really, I just like to concentrate on a lot of things at once. <laughs> But he had this really cool exercise. He, it's just this kid. So the main guy, and it's Clancy, just a purple dude that lives on this weird planet that keeps investigating other universes and stuff. But he has this episode where it's him and his mum. Starts out with his conception, goes through birth, goes through him growing up, then it goes through, like, you know, mum dying and all this sort of stuff. But the whole way through it, they're just talking as if it's a progressive thing. And the mum at the end of it just says, look at your hand. Now picture what's happening inside your middle finger. Now allow that energy to travel into your hand. And she goes, this is mindfulness. Mm. <laughs> Simple. You know? And yeah. so I think the message that sort of told me there was, you know, sometimes we're trying to fit into other people's, uh, Martini might say, taking on other people's values, which is um, a very nice way to be disgruntled in yourself. But, yeah. you know, finding your way to be who you are, <laughs> yep. which is definitely where I'm at with myself at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. I, got a, I got a guy I listen to who talks about the word should. Anytime you say the word should, you're trying to impose your values on somebody else. Hell yeah. Anytime someone else uses the word should to you, they're trying to impose their values on you. Yeah. And one of his mates says to people when they do that, he'll say, stop shooting all over me. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Putting all over me. And totally. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, should, need to, have to. You're definitely meeting someone else's, someone else's expectation. D. Martini says it really well. If you're trying to put your values onto somebody else or if you're trying to take on someone else's values, then that's obviously not a, a an even relationship. Um, no. So that's a resentment or um, what does he call it? Resentment or 
I'm going to say admiration, but it's a little bit more stronger word than admiration. But yeah, you know, just being mindful yeah. of those periods. He talks about putting people on a pedestal and putting you below them or putting yeah. yourself above them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know, balance, man. Like he goes, someone said, "I'm an a hole," but yeah. Said, but I'm also a nice guy. But someone said, "I'm a nice guy," but I'm also an a hole. You know, like it's yeah. just yeah. realization of balance and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I was listening to one of his recordings one day, and and some lady came and told him that he was a an asshole or, or whatever word she used at the time, and he said, "Yeah, you're right." Yeah. Because he said, at some point, to some people, I am exactly that, whereas to other other people at other times, I'm completely different. So, mm. uh, and and I mean, you and I also know a bit about the NLP concept of perception is projection, where if you see it in somebody else, and you've got it in yourself as well. So, oh, hundred percent. You know, like we've all got pretty much all aspects of everything going on in us at some point that some people bring out and other people don't. So, yeah, exactly. And we can all be- it depends on, I suppose, how you choose to react when it's reflected on you. You know, that that yeah. blame and, and uh, you know, below the below the line thinking is like that person is that. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, you see it because you are. Or, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or mm. you know, also, that person makes me do that or that person makes me angry or that person makes me do that and but, you, know, you get that a lot with people who don't want to accept responsibility you know like it's his fault that i did that you know i, I only treated him like that because he treats me like that you know I mean, yeah. how, many, how many times do you hear that yeah but it, it seems like at the moment you know this i'm going to say a confused state for myself like thinking <laughs> like taking responsibility is, is it's a big responsibility you know um, it that sort of taking responsibility definitely definitely creates that vulnerability in yourself, and then questioning how to how to be you know like I'm in a lot of different situations where I get to speak to like in a, on a, in a business sort of sense or on a on a personal level or you know different sort of training environments it's like physical training or you know emotional training, mm. and it kind of you know once you dive into that. Uh, that rabbit hole of, of thinking it's kind of, you know, then it's, you know, the responsibility comes back down to a really clear image of like, so who, who do I want to be? Yeah. <laughs> That's the only yeah. responsibility, you know? Yeah. Mm. What I find interesting is when I have discussions with people, I mean, I, I, I've had a few of these at work with people where we've ended up in this discussion and, and it's, it's almost border. Sometimes it's almost bordering on an argument. Where you know we can get a bit loud and we can we can get a bit back and forth, mm. and the number of times that I've then come home and thought about that conversation and gone, you know what, I just learnt something about me from that conversation and how I can now do things a little differently moving forward. Well, hundred percent to to remove a lot of that, and that's where the, the above the line, below the line type of thing comes in. Right? I mean, I've taken responsibility for my part in that. The other person may not, but that doesn't matter. That's, that's not important. It's not my responsibility. Mm. But I have learned something about me mm. from that conversation, and I've gone back and said, I'm going to do things differently from now on. And that kind of directly reflect, reflects into your self-worth as well because if you have yeah. time to reflect on these things, then you're obviously saying, okay, I matter to me. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, actually, you know what? I hadn't thought of that, but that's a great way of putting it. Mm. That is a great way of putting it because, yeah, that, I mean, that does make a lot of sense. Like, it, it matters to me that I become more authentic. Mm. 
And I think sometimes we might we might use self-worth as a bit of a scapegoat as well because I think yeah. like, for example, if, you know, you say, why aren't you doing what you what it is you love right now? Oh, I have no self-worth. What that could actually yeah. mean is I'm afraid of doing something I've never done before and what that could mean is I'm afraid of the unknown. So yes. it's not that you don't have the self-worth. It's just that questioning the unknown, you know, and that's definitely a place that I'm sitting in at the moment because we have <laughs> conversations all the time and you're like, Okay, so I'm doing everything everything I said I'm scared of. So what's yep. the problem here? Oh, it's fear. Yep. What is fear? Unknown. Okay. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. So continuing on the self the self worth mm-hmm. path. We can take self worth to the other extreme too, right? Like we can we can think that we have good self worth. We think that we have a good opinion about ourselves. Mm-hmm. But it actually flares up when someone says something and we say, hey, you can't talk to me like that. Mm. And it turns into another argument going backwards saying you're doing this wrong and you're saying you're talking to me wrong and and all that sort of stuff. Whereas if you've got a healthy opinion of who you are and where you belong in the world, Mm. then whatever they're saying doesn't really matter that much. Yeah, I think like if your ego starts kicking in, then I think, you know, the ego is what helps us get back to self as well. Probably in the moment, as I don't know about you, but being a, a uh, hot-blooded male, sometimes the ego takes over a little bit and you have a chance afterwards to reflect on what that means. Yep. <laughs> in the moment, sometimes it's a little bit hard to reel in because you're like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, ego, ego and self-worth, I don't like, I think there's a song that says ego is not a dirty word and there's a comedian that carries that on so I won't tell the rest of the joke. But, yeah, like, you know, I think ego is there to protect us anyway so if if there's an like you know imminent danger which is like our body really only knows stress or no stress so there might be some danger then we go in to protect ourselves because we maybe have not got enough clarity around that point to keep us in a mindful state yeah and that's you know when people say egotistical and stuff like that i think that's a very broad word but if we're stepping back into ego are we serving our values maybe not but is it a good lesson to get us back there probably is (laughs) <laughs> yep, yep. There is healthy ego too though, right? I mean, you can have enough of an ego to be comfortable with who you are without being what we can what we can term egotistical and thinking you're better than other people. Yeah. And there's also unhealthy ego where you think you're not as good as other people. So there's there's all these layers in there you gotta try and work out where you sit. And like the ego is really just our subconscious patterns. So like it's just an, a nice opportunity to go, okay, why have I wrote this program? What has it helped me serve in the past? Thank you very much. You don't need to protect me anymore. I'm going to try something different. Yeah. Yeah. um, You and I have had discussions in the past where we've talked about you're right and I'm wrong and I'm wrong and you're right and that sort of stuff. And and you've said to me in the past, I remember you saying, there is no right or wrong. There's just meaning that we give it. Hmm. Yeah. So if I come to you and said something to you, whether you think I'm right or wrong doesn't really matter because in my mind, I'm right. In your mind, I may be wrong, but having that argument to try and convince one or the other mm. is really kind of pointless at the end of the day, isn't it? Oh, I totally agree. That's why I sort of don't engage in the news or climate change talk. But you know, it's I don't I don't think that right and wrong really matters unless it's it is life and death, like immediately. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. For me, I'm I'm doing my best to be a little bit more fluid in my approach to things because I remember, like, when I was 
probably, you know, mid-20s, like everything was right or wrong. And I was out there telling people what to do because I knew. Yeah. I don't find much value in knowing now because then I haven't really asked enough questions to learn. Yeah. You know? So yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you know something, then shit. But, you know, at certain times as well, there's people that we're not willing to engage with in that sort of circumstance. And if people aren't willing to open up and be vulnerable and, and maybe accept that there could be a different way, then I don't really have to engage with that either. But it doesn't mean, uh, you know, it's thanks but no thanks for me now. I'm not engaging in in a stupid argument, Facebook's a good one, especially in the solar realm. Like everyone yeah. has an opinion, but like mm. ask yourself. So I suppose, you know, six core needs. Significant is a big word in my life because you ask why do I need to be right or wrong? Okay, so why where, why do I get my value from being right? So when did I get my value from being right? Mm. Okay, so what does right being right really mean? So is that actually serving significance and is there another way I can get it by being a little bit more inclusive because I'm a very community-minded person. So I'm like, all right, there's got to be a better way around this <laughs> rather than engaging yeah. in right or wrong because there really is. There's no right or wrong. There's no beginning or end. There's no good or bad. There's no like positive and negative. Like I don't no. I think we definitely put these constructs on ourselves to make ourselves feel more comfortable, which probably serves our subconscious mind that's repeating patterns that we don't like anyway. So <laughs> maybe yeah. if we could find a way to lighten these words up, then it might be of assistance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So you've you've talked a bit about mindfulness today. Hmm. And I've just done a, I've just done an episode recently with another coach friend of mine, Alex, where we talked about meditation and mindfulness. How do you incorporate mindfulness into your life? I like to, so I'm going to go back into finding a way to do it for yourself, I suppose. I'm, I'm quite not put off, but I'm not particularly good at finding time for myself to be mindful in the way that I feel that I should be being mindful. Should, she, no, shut all over me, please. So, you know, getting rid of those expectations of what mindfulness is because it really is whatever you think it is, you know? Yeah. People go, I can't meditate. What yeah. is meditation really? Like, and, yeah. and meditation is whatever you want it to be, right? So I think um, for me, meditation is just allowing myself to be present now. The way that I can do that for myself is take a deep breath and just imagine a ball going from my head down my spine to my feet and back up to my head. It takes me about a minute. And then I go, okay, I'm here. <laughs> some people can sit for hours and meditate I'm, I'm not quite at that stage yet nor do I think I'm actually heading towards that stage but it is what you want it to be you know so at the moment I find when my moods are a little bit lower I find it difficult to choose mindfulness okay because uh, it's a lot easier to feel sorry for yourself I'm going to be a little yes. bit hard on myself in this circumstance so you know going back into that victim mindset acting like the child asking a lot of questions getting people to answer you not finding any kind of solitude and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But when I'm feeling good, anything that pops up, you know, if I'm, I listen to a lot of different podcasts and um, read a lot of different stuff and, you know, I love trying something new. I'm, I can't quite touch my toes yet, but yoga's nice. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, yeah. I, think, I think the main thing for myself and the, the lesson that I'm teaching me is do what works for you. How, what, would, what do you practice? How do you like to be mindful? Me? I'm a bit like you. It's it's something that I don't do as often as I feel like I should, you know. And there's a, there's a few words. Uh, so there are times when I, I mean, I do have a meditation practice. I do every morning when I wake up. I'm not going to say I'm perfect at it. 
because mm-hmm. my mind does wander. But it's not about it's not about emptying your mind anyway. Meditation. It's about just just being still and being present. Mm. And I let I just let my I just let the thoughts sort of come and go. I don't I don't sort of worry about it too much. Mm. Mindfulness. I have started doing a lot of reading and research on, but I haven't started doing a lot of work on yet. Yep. But it is definitely something that I see a lot of value in. Like I, I've got a couple of clients I'm working with at the moment I'm talking to about mindfulness, and I talk to them about doing some of the chores around the house mm. and being in that moment and being aware of what's going on rather than rather than just constantly thinking about what I've got to do tomorrow. Mm. Be where you are now, which is what mindfulness is all about. It's about being in the here and now. And I love that you mentioned that that in, in that respect because, you know, sometimes I think we put the pressure on ourselves to feel like we need to know everything before we can share. Oh, I, you know, I one of my favourite things to say to myself is I'm just having a conversation and someone else ha- just happens to be listening. You know, we're only, we're only sharing our own experience. There is actually no pressure on outcomes or it's just an understanding. So where I, I have no idea how you'll perceive what I say. <laughs> no. No. So in saying that, the words don't even matter. It's the energy that flows with those words and what you take yeah. from them. So, yeah. you know, I love I love that idea, especially for teaching myself at the moment. It's not about knowing everything. It's just about finding what works for you and sharing that the best you can. And, yeah, it's good. I hate cleaning the house, though. It's horrible. <laughs> look, I mean, and then, look, really, realistically, you could you could incorporate mindfulness into everything, including the job that you're doing, right? I mean, when you're... You're, if you're up on the roof putting in some solar panels, mm. there's nothing to stop you just being aware of the the breeze that's blowing past you at the time, or or the sun mm-hmm. on the back of your neck, or or the feeling of whatever's going on for you at the time, and being just aware of it in the moment, rather than worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow, or you know worrying about that thing I did wrong yesterday, or or whatever's going on in your mind. Yeah, just be very very present with what's going on for you at that moment so you can really incorporate mindfulness into every single aspect of your life totally and i think you know that's also a good like when people say i can't be mindful i okay like what what do you feel might be stopping you from being mindful now if someone is like totally agitated and unable to be mindful there might be something else that needs to be addressed and that's okay as well you know like there's no no hard and fast rules like there's so many good like teachers out there or gurus or whatever we want to call them. But, you know, it's, it's, I think the ultimate power comes from finding what works for you. I don't think there's any hard for anything. And, you know, that's the sort of mindset that I like to be in as well. Like some people love to have a process. I'm not really a process driven person because I'd like to think that I can trust myself to create my own. Um, yeah. yeah. Depends where you're at. But I totally agree. Just, you know, even if you, <laughs> Think about something that you never, like a part of your body that you never even think about and then how that interacting with your body. Like, you know, simplest little thing just to, you know. It It can be exactly that simple. And, I mean, we beat ourselves up because we can't sit sit in a full lotus position for an hour and a half and and do that, right? (laughs) Whereas you you could take 10 seconds to think about how your feet feel on the floor right now. Yeah. And just focus on that. Mm. And then be done, and it's a start, you know. Like it's 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 a start. It's, it's, totally. it's, it's yeah, and if, if that's what you want to, and you if you feel like you want to then progress, then you just keep practicing it and go for longer and longer. And and if that, we put, really, what's that? I, like that. I was going to say, if we 
put that back into a perspective of self-worth. Like, so I sometimes ask myself, why don't I choose the things that I know might be good for me, you know? And it's, sometimes it's nice to write journals and think about all the things that could go right and wrong and, and plan things out. Other times it's good just to say, say shut up and do it. You know, in a, in a time when I'm feeling most agitated, um, I'm not going to sit down and write a journal. I'm not going to, you know, but that's okay because there is another process that I can go through if I choose to, you know. Yep. So I think, yep. you know, with people starting something, man, just start it. <laughs> just, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter what it is because your step, it, taking a step now is better than not taking any steps at all. I might not like it. Cool. Do it until you know you don't like it. Don't just freaking live in dogma, you know. <laughs> it's, yeah. you know, it's only one way to find out and um, yep. this, this is the conversation that directly reflects to me right now and it's beautiful that we're talking about this stuff because it is what it is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is whatever you perceive yeah. it to be, you know, distort, generalise, delete. Like we, our, our consciousness will tell us exactly what we need to know right now and what, what's reflecting into us. So just take the time. And you know what? That even reflects back into self-worth as well. Like if our subconscious is giving us a message but yeah. we don't think we are worthy of that message, we will reject it. Man, I've been rejecting these messages for the last couple of days. Yeah. Now that we've had this conversation, it feels good, you know? Yeah. So yeah. what does that talk into? Values, community, sharing, but sharing in a place where you feel comfortable. And thank you, Sean. You've created that area. <laughs> but it's, it's um, yeah, totally. It is. And, you know, Flogging a dead horse is probably a good uh, analogy that I think of because, you know, repeating the same processes and expecting a different outcome is the definition of insanity. Like, you know, sometimes we need a little bit of insanity to find our sanity. That's totally fine. But it is like it is just being real with yourself. Like that, you know, that word self-worth, are we hiding behind it? Are we? Is this what we're trying to find? How do we, how do we find our self-worth? Have we even defined that? What is self-worth? You know, it's a lot easier to stand behind a word that has no definition. Like it's just yeah. the amazing, amazing array of things that we go through to keep ourselves yeah. in the same place. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah. And they say if what you're doing isn't working, then do something different. Do anything different. Anything. But, Sometimes anything is good. Yeah, but, but anything can suddenly, all of a sudden, anything in here, in your mind, is uncomfortable. And we don't like uncomfort. We don't like discomfort. We like to be comfortable. We like to do things easy. Mm. Have you – tell, tell me someone who doesn't do things easy. Yeah, exactly right. There's not too many of us. I'm going to say Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now – Yeah. Think of someone in your life that doesn't do things the easy way. Not 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 the easy way, as in they do things the hard way, but like as in have chosen to be outside of that realm. Yeah, and that magic word in there is chosen because that's a mm. choice that we have to make. We have yeah. to make that choice to step outside to mm. be. Like, what are we saying in NLP? We're always doing the best we can with what we've got. Yep, hundred percent. So we can we can have a little compassion for ourselves that we are doing the best we can with what we've got, mm. but. What if we choose to be better? What do we have to do? Mm. What's the next? What do we? What, how do we find out what the next step is to make us better? Yep. And then, how do, how do we find the courage to then take that step? I love the thing that the thing that it like excites me and scares me about like NLP or the sort of bit of a coaching model is that when we ask questions and they just get asked straight back to us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I, 
okay, 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 I've got the answer, I understand. And right now is not the time when I'll be able to display the answer, but I can take steps towards finding out what it might be. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, instead of instead of people giving advice and, and reflecting things back onto people, holy crap, yeah. that is like extremely scary. But yeah. if you find the right place, the right time, the right people, not that there will always be that that sort of perfect scenario, but, you know, define a time when it's going to be okay for you to be uncomfortable. Because, uh, yeah, usually, you know, some people might find comfort in comfort. That's cool. That's their choice. Yep. They can be there, yep. you know. It's not for me yep. to sit in judgment. Why am I judging that person? Ah, okay, because yep. I want to be them. Why do I want to be them? Yep. Ah, because I'm not particularly comfortable being myself right now. Why not? Ah, because I'm not moving towards what I love. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. So now we know why you think you're envious or jealous. It's actually yeah. a reflection on where you are and what you're doing. So how can we bring that more internal? Ask yourself a better question. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And yeah. it is that envy and jealousy that leads to the old tall poppy syndrome where we try and cut people down. Mm. It's easier for us to cut them down than to do what they're doing and take the steps to make ourselves better. Yeah, what's that analogy is to have the tallest tower in town is either build like hell or cut everyone else's down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? You know, I think, I don't know if you agree with this, but just as a side note, like in Australia, we have a very prevalent tall poppy syndrome scenario going on. Yep. Um, America is very good at not being in that sort of realm, I think. I really enjoy, didn't realise how much I enjoyed speaking to Americans until I went to America last year. <laughs> and, you know, it's quite interesting. Like, But what we sort of buy into when we're around that more often, right? Am I am I looking to reach outside of that circle to recreate that pattern or am I just like emanating that because it is comfortable? Sometimes a little from column A, a little from column B, you know? Yeah, yeah. But everything comes back to self-worth. <laughs> it does, mate. It does. Even the, even the whole tall poppy syndrome and cutting people down, mm. we, we almost need to be seen to be doing that because that's the way things are done. Oh, if, we, if we're encouraging people, then, yeah. Why are you supporting him? Yeah, exactly. He's, an He's got what you want. Don't let him have yeah. it. You got to defend yeah. everything. You know yeah. the, that. But then opening up into that growth mindset. You know, I think a real, um, like a true professional, isn't scared to share because there is abundance. You know, and and get yourself to a level where you know I could give away all my secrets, and that means yeah. nothing. Because only the yep. person that applies themselves the same way that I do and has the same passion for what they do as I do will be able to utilize that anyway. So there is nothing to take. Like it's 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 you know it's with um I noticed that firstly with Tony Bataji. So personal trainer is going through this fitness and Tony Bataji fitness. It's like pretty much giving away everything for free, right? And I was like, sorry, can you hear that? I apologize. I was pretty much like. What? And then, you know, you think about it for a while and you're like, oh, so he's encouraging people to be like him so that we can increase like the, the global and the social sort of consciousness so that people are raised to the next level. So we all operate. Yeah. So he's probably yeah. doing himself a service by bringing people to his level. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. he probably gets bored sitting yeah. up there once in a while. <laughs> probably lonely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. All right. We're just about done. This is about as long as I normally go with these podcasts. So thanks very much for being here. It's been a great pleasure chatting to you. We've had some really cool stuff coming out. So thanks for coming along today. Oh, absolute pleasure, Sean. I really appreciate it, mate. And I hope some people get something out of this because I did. Well, there you go.
that was it. That was Adam. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Like I said at the start, it did kind of jump around a little bit. It did go a little bit all over the place. It was a really fun conversation to have, and I hope you got something really useful out of the information that came out. That's it for this week. I hope you really enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it, and I'm really looking forward to talking to you again in the next episode. Bye for now. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Sean Street Experience. I thought it was a fascinating topic, and I hope you got a lot out of it as well. For more information, check out my Facebook page, The Sean Street Experience, or you can go to my website, theshawnstreetexperience.com. If you've got any ideas for topics for a future episode, send me an email at podcast at theshawnstreetexperience.com. I'd love to hear your ideas. Thanks for being here this week. I look forward to talking to you again next week. Bye for now.